0: Welcome to GVN's Talking Comics interview. On today's show, we welcome talented artist Ray Anthony Hyde and writer Chris Robinson, creators of the new comic, Cornerman, which is coming soon to Zoop. Here's your host, Martin Sexton. Welcome once again to another edition of GVN's Talking Comics. I am your host, Martin, and today we have the privilege of talking to artist Ray Anthony Hyde and writer Chris Robinson. They are the creative force behind Cornerman, which is a new book that is getting ready to open up its Zoop campaign. So we're going to talk to them about their respective comic starts, the new book, and how the idea came to fruition. Also, their work with Zoop and what other projects they have coming up here down the pike. So let's welcome artist Ray Anthony Height and writer Chris Robinson to GVN's Talking Comics. Thanks for joining us, guys, Dave eh? i will to try this again. Thanks for joining us today, guys. <laughs> so, guys well, screw up, happy to be here. Time. That, I appreciate it. <laughs> uh, So that's why I'm not a broadcaster. Okay. Uh, so, uh, so let's, uh, let's go ahead and start from the beginning, uh, kind of introduce you guys to our followers. Uh, and we're going to start with you, Ray. When did you take an interest in comic art and what were the, uh, maybe the artists or the titles that kind of inspired you to think, uh, I want to do that.
1: Wow. Um, so I, uh, loved uh john buscema and it was a conan book and my cousin kind of got me into it um when i was a kid uh chris i chris probably heard this story a thousand times from me um but yeah i so it was um i i got like a pack and it was like conan and uh uh, and iron fist and a couple of things and um that really got me into it but really that's that's the thing that um with comics, I mean, to comics, but just superheroes and drawing, I've been into that ever since I was a kid. I mean, even before I knew that, that there were comics, I was Spider-Man, you know, I was watching, you know, the uh, 1960s, basically like uh, motion, not stop motion, but, you know, the motion comics. And, uh, you know, he used to make those silent appearances on Electric Company for, yeah. you know, it was super, super cool. So I've, I've loved comics ever since I was a kid. And, um, and I've been drawing probably since I was like five. So, uh, yeah.
0: Okay. So, uh, since you're talking about drawing, can I? You still draw, still draw traditionally with pencil, pen? You don't do the digital thing. I do or? both. Oh, you do both. Yeah, I do see, both. That's, that's cool. I say, because uh, most people are kind of married to one or the other. They seem to do either, no, I do pen and pencil and that's it. Uh, you know, I may use digital for maybe fixing something down the line, but I generally just do the paper and pen. And then the other people who do, no, I stopped doing the paper and pen. I just show digital <laughs> all the time. Uh, it and, happens I mean, it doesn't, a lot. Yeah. And it doesn't matter to me. Actually, I just started messing with the uh, digital. And one uh, well, thing I like about it is if I make a mistake, I just hit the back button and it's it's great. Uh, Yes, Yes. Control-Z is your friend. Yeah, Yeah. and of course, uh, uh, by the way, you won me over when you said you're a fan of John Buscema because he was the guy as far as I was concerned, him and Jack Kirby, Uh, Oh but yes. Okay, so uh, Chris, same question. When did you take an interest in uh, comic writing and eventually editing? And uh, who were the inspirations for you?
2: Sure, Uh, I got into comics through my uncle. My uncle was a, a big reader. Passed me his old box of doubles. He had, he had the doubles box. Uh, so I I went through that for uh, many many years before I figured out that there are, you know these special stores you could go to that have uh, you know comics on all all walls you know uh, and uh, then I started getting into and by the time I got into it it was like you know the Bendis Daredevil JMS, uh, Spider Man era um, and uh, yeah it was it was something that I fell into. Very quickly, I started. You know, uh, I never, unfortunately, like flirted with the art part of things. I was always like thought of myself as a, a writer. Uh, I became uh, a Marvel intern and then a Marvel uh, assistant editor for a long time. Uh, and then, yeah, it's been it's been a ride. Now getting back into um, creator owned and and you know sort of original things uh, outside of uh, the the Marvel characters that we all like you know are big fans mm-hmm. of right.
0: Yeah. Uh, okay, well, speaking of, you know, the editing thing, I said, so what did you take from your writing, you know, the writing part of it that helped you as far as editing goes or vice versa?
2: Well, the thing that uh, I appreciated most of that, well, obviously writing comes from just loving story and just being, you know, you couldn't, you couldn't not tell me a story when I was a kid. It was, I was always uh, fascinated with any type of storytelling. Um, cartoons live action radio like just just tell me something you know all that um, and then uh, so I and then I became like aware basically because you don't even really think about what does an editor do who are, who are all these other people until you get closer to the production of stuff and that's when I became a Marvel intern and I really realized like oh wow like you know all these stories and runs and, and you know all these comics that I love, there were all these people behind the scenes who really made them happen, uh, in, in my opinion, right? Um, so that's where I became sort of like, uh, you know, um, uh, it, it enticed like, okay, like the big moves are happening in in the office rather than out with the creators. Um, and now, and you know, now being on both sides of it, having like distance and time and all this, which is, is sort of, a, a, you know, myopic, but,
0: um, that's what I thought when I was, uh, you know, 19. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, so, of course, you know, I, when I was a kid, I always thought that I'm going to be a comic book artist. That's what, that's what I'm going to do. Uh, though uh, it's kind of, it was kind of hard to do that from South Haven, Michigan population, nothing. Uh, so, uh, that didn't quite work out for me, but this, this is my way of kind of keeping connected to the whole comic book thing. So that worked out. Okay. So let's talk corner man. And I was just talking to Ray. I said, I'm embarrassed that this whole concept never occurred to me, that all these people that, you know, like I said, just, you know, got bit by a spider or whatever, got their powers. They didn't just start out absolutely knowing how to fight. I mean, he said, uh, you know, you got super strength, but what good to do you if you don't know how to block a punch where you get, uh, you're going to get hit all the time. Especially because since the other guy, he probably had superpowers too. Uh, like I can say, so this whole concept is, is so simple. It's embarrassing that uh, no one's ever thought to do it until now. I-
1: Chris, that sounds familiar, doesn't
2: it? <laughs> that is basically what I told Ray when he told me the the idea many many months ago. At this point, and uh, you know, those are I think the best ideas. Anytime somebody would pitch something at Marvel, about, you know, around a character, and those, you know, it's so hard to find new ground with those characters, but it's just superhero characters in general, right? Um, uh, so so when Ray hit on this, we you know, it immediately became clear, like, oh man, you know if somebody, somebody, somebody should do this and, you know, why not us? So why not? (laughs) Right.
1: Why not?
0: Yeah. Okay. Okay. So, so, so who came up with the? So Ray, did you come up with the the concept initially?
1: Yeah, it was, it was me. And and I had these thoughts, you know, I actually came to Chris with, was it three ideas? And we were originally going to go with one, uh, but we put that, we're going to keep that in our back pocket. And, um, (laughs) and then I was thinking, okay, this is actually a good, a good one that um, is, again, like like you guys have said, and, and I was telling Martin earlier, uh, you know, let's say four out of six people, once they hear it, you know, what corner man is, they're like, oh my God, I can't believe that that hasn't happened. And I was telling Martin earlier that it, it, we kind of touched on it a little bit because, you know, when you see the Avengers and their training, um, it's Cap. Cap is training everyone, but who trained Cap? Because, you know, like, he's he's a master of judo and boxing and all. i never seen him train one time like not not with someone like he, right. he already came you know uh, uh, a badass like <laughs> you know yeah
2: the, the most you'll see is him like working a heavy bag uh, yes. kind of uh you know doing the parallel bars thing working on his agility but like he never you never see him learn from someone which is what the heart of this book is really
0: yeah. And, and that makes sense. Uh, you know, we were talking a little bit about uh, What If, which just came out today. Uh, they basically touch on the same thing with Peggy. Uh, and the, you see her on the heavy bag. Uh, but again, same thing. So just, I mean, where did that uh, fighting, you know, like, see, at least with Peggy, I mean, I've, you know, she was actually more, probably more of a soldier than Steve was, you know, skinny Steve was. Uh, but uh, like I said, what? How in the world does Skinny Steve suddenly? You know, I know he got super strength. How did he suddenly learn how to fight? When uh, apparently, I mean, he knew how to take a punch because I knew that he was getting plenty beat up. There you go. Was, uh, That's a right, good start. Yeah. Right. Right. So, uh, okay. So give, a, give give me a quick brief synopsis of of Cornerman so our fans can kind of know what they're going to be looking for.
2: Chris, I'll leave that to you. Sure. Uh, so Cornerman is about Jason Drexler, who is. Uh, a the world's greatest martial artist. He knows all different any any type of martial art from any culture. He, he knows it. He's learned it. Um, and he doesn't like to get into the spotlight. He uses this ability to like train other heroes for the government. The government sends you know uh, uh, guys in crazy suits with powers out to fight. <laughs> Uh, um <laughs> To fight for the nation he prefers to, to hang back and just teach those guys how, how to go about it you know he's uh he he has a little bit of a humility uh, to him aspect to him um so uh one day uh, all the heroes go missing, and without um anyone to turn to, they turn to drex and they say. Drex, we need you to go out and, and get our guys back. All the guys that you've trained and know, and, 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 uh, uh, know so well. We need you to go bring them back. Uh, and Drex says, "No, thank you, because that's <laughs> his thing." <laughs> he says, "You can go find some other somebody else to do that." And then, then they, they drop the real bombshell, which is, "Well, you're gonna want to go pick them up because not only are they, are they your own, uh, your own old mentees and, and people that you've trained in the past, but..." one of them is your sister and that opens up a whole nother uh complex uh, uh you know drama that's gonna un- unfold over the course of uh the corner man story
0: uh, excellent okay. as far as working with uh with ray you said so did you uh i mean do you have you been working closely together as far as the collaboration goes was there a script that was given to him or exactly how how does that collaboration work
2: yeah, this this is uh this is probably my most the the most fun I've had collaborating in a long time. So I know Ray from if we're folks listening who don't know, uh I used to edit a book called Moon Girl and Double Dinosaur. Yeah. Uh it's gonna be a cartoon in a anytime uh, very very soon. And um uh I had a blast. We did almost fifty issues, people loved it. It's it's if if you don't know it, your your niece or nephew or, or daughter knows, you know what I mean? Uh, it's Definitely. big with kids. Um And uh, so I met Ray doing that. And uh, one of my favorite people to come in and give uh, Natasha Bustos, our main artist, a a break in between arcs and stuff like that. So um, uh, Ray came up with the concept. He pitches me like what he sort of sees for the overarching, uh, you know, outline of the story. I come in and say, well, have you thought of this? Have you thought of that? Uh, What if you use this as your tent poles? You know, just kind of like, you know story stuff so almost like a little bit more of what i would do as an editor an editor was sort of there to be your creative backup uh you know everyone has different uh thoughts on how editors should work but that was how i treated it i was uh you know sort of uh, there as a sounding board to help people tell the best story they possibly can Uh, and that's that's how we're, we're working here and so it's now it's a little bit of marvel style where Uh, Ray tells me what he wants to have happen I say let's try this Uh, and then he goes and lays it out from there and then I'll just come in and dialogue it all at the end.
0: So were you working on this right in the midst of the pandemic situation?
1: Kind of you know we um, uh, when Chris moved out to LA uh, which I was super excited about because the last time I saw this guy uh, I was in New York and uh, you know we hung out we talked about a bunch of stuff and you know, like Chris said, I think from the first moment we met, started working together, it was just like instant click. Um, so I knew I wanted to work with Chris on whatever it is. You know, at, at the time when we first met, we was at Marvel. So whatever was going on there, uh, you know, it was great. And we worked uh, mostly on Moon Girl and Little Dinosaur together and uh, uh, Marvel Comics Presents, uh, you know, Marvel's Voices. So we, we've done a few things and we built quite a rapport. I mean, we talked about things, comics and non-comics. So when he came out and it was during the pandemic and everything, and I, I knew I was really trying to venture into writer artist territory. Um, and, uh, you know, I don't know if anybody knows, but um, with Chris as an editor is one thing, but guy guys got a ton of great ideas. So, uh, you know, it was easy to, to try to say, okay, well, let me talk to Chris because not only do I need a partner with the creation, but I also need an editor. Right. Uh, so there you go. He's wearing two hats. So um, you know, and it was pretty simple. It was over Korean barbecue that we can- <laughs> yeah we went to Korean delicious barbecue Korean and-
2: barbecue spot that I had no yes. idea of Ray-, Ray putting me on as a new uh, Angelino. So I appreciate that.
1: Oh yeah, I, I mean, I'm I'm a big uh, Korean barbecue guy, so um, so it was perfect. And then, but I, I actually Martin pitched him the first story, uh, which um, you know we both think is is great. It's probably I don't know if it's bigger than Cornerman, but it's definitely a little more involved. Uh, you know, Cornerman is is I don't want to say it's straightforward, but once well, yeah, I don't want to say yeah. it is. It's a little some twist, but. Anyway you know when
2: Zoop contacted I, us oh go ahead. yeah it, it has it has a lot of the familiar tropes that people you know that we are big fans of you know what I mean it's not yeah. it's, I think I, the other ideas we had are sort of venturing out and we'll get to those eventually but um, you know cornerman uh, has a lot of the superhero martial arts stuff that we're we're big fans of and very familiar to
0: so, okay, so, you know, he mentioned Zoop. So, yeah, you guys are working with Zoop on this. And uh, what, what are the advantages with Zoop that you found, you know, because you know, there's plenty of other uh, crowdfunding uh, sources out there. Uh, what, what, could, what did you uh, find that Zoop could do for you, maybe that someone else couldn't?
2: Sure. I, I mean, you know, Ray, uh, Zoop approached Ray. He, you know, they, they're great partners. I'm very happy to be uh, in connection with George, uh, Jordan and Eric who are running things over there. They have a whole operation, uh, you know. Crowdfunding is difficult. You know, we don't want to we don't want to make it seem like, uh, you know, this is it's it's a anybody can do it. There's a ton of crowdfunding campaigns. I ran one myself many years ago. Ray has as well. They're not they're not easy. Uh, so you know, with our, uh, you know, other, um, we we have a lot of obligations. I, I work for for Top of Media. Ray is doing a ton of comics, you know, still for, for uh, Marvel as well. So, um, you know, we just didn't have the bandwidth without a little help, and that's where Zoop comes in. That's uh, and that's why we are able to even broach this uh, this book and get it out to people, you know.
1: Exactly, and and for the most part, Zoop, and well, with Cornerman uh, speaking on our time um, with Cornerman, this is it's really a great story. It's a great story we need to tell. And we, we want to start producing uh, our own, create our own work. I mean, it's, it's where you have the most fun and it's where you have the most freedom. And it's uh, clearly a story we're both um, invested in. And, uh, you know, that's why when we're doing this, this is kind of, kind of a primer, you know? This, is, this, this particular issue that we're gonna try to fund is basically saying, here's this great idea Chris and I have and uh, Zoop is actually helping us to facilitate this in a way that that lets us do the best thing that we do, which is create. Um, and they're taking care of things that, let's say, a Kickstarter wouldn't do, which is, you know, uh, some funding. I mean, not funding the printing costs and all that kind of stuff. Like they do a lot of the the things that, um, let's say, accounting. you have to. Yeah, the accounting. Like you know, it's it's so great it's almost like having a publisher. Uh, it's like a publisher, it's like a crowdfunding. It's like Zoop is is just, you know, fantastic. And I've known Jordan for years. <laughs> <laughs> so when Jordan approached me and, uh, you know, he introduced me to Eric and, and they were originally interested in uh, Midnight Tiger, I wanna say. And of course that's actually tied up in some, uh, you know contract stuff so that's a whole other story for another time Marty. But, all right um but yeah uh so you know i also wanted to do something brand new i don't want to live and die by the stuff that happened with the night tiger you know i have a ton of ideas chris has a ton of ideas working on kind of stuff and and we want to be able to put stuff out there that is all all ours something fun, something that we know fans would really dig. So uh, and then that's where uh, Jordan, Zoop, and Eric, you know, they all came in and, and we hit the ground
0: running. Well, I know. I think Quarterman's is going to touch on all of those uh, things, like I said. Uh, <laughs> so uh, I think that's going to be great. Uh, so you were talking about you had some other ideas. So do you see in the future possibly doing some other books, either through Zoop or, or, or another avenue uh, uh, working together? Definitely, well, yeah, for sure. Okay, so well, Chris will be following that. As far as the Zoop campaign goes, what I mean, what can fans if fans go to the Zoop to uh, check out? Uh, Cornerman, what what can they expect to see there?
1: Well, it's it's going to launch uh, very soon. Um, uh, so just you know, if you go to uh, Zoop, I, I forgot the URL for Zoop. Zoop.gg you know, slash g-g there you slash Cornerman.
0: Editor comes okay. through. Okay,
1: <laughs> see, see what I mean? Um, <laughs> so you go there and you sign up to get notified when the campaign launches. The best thing that we can tell you, and then I don't want to give too much away, but it's it's uh, it's some cool stuff to see. We we got some plans, and then the way the campaign's going, uh, what you see isn't is, is going to start. That's a starting point. We're just going to keep building on that. So it'll be more stuff that that we're going to show. Um, it's going to be fun. You know, it's just. Some cool stuff to take a look at when you when you come through and uh, we got some 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 people doing some things <laughs> to ice tea yeah yeah I, i'm a big piece so it's gonna be really cool all uh,
0: right so um like i said that's that's pretty much what i got for you guys but before i let you go uh um, let me start with you chris uh do you have any other projects or anything that you got going on that you want our followers to know about
2: Sure, uh, you know, I'm super excited about Cornerman. That's like my main focus, but then we also have, um, where I'm co-writing a, a graphic novel uh, for Vince Staples called Lidmo Beach. That's uh, probably gonna be out in January. Um, and then I also am, uh, you know, not editing, but sort of managing a, a creator online for Tapas Media, which is an app, you download the app and there's tons of uh, free and, and premium comics on there. Uh, and I'm going to be—we're going to be announcing some um, exclusive series uh, in the coming months. So keep keep an eye out.
0: All right, very good. Oh, as far as social media goes, Chris, where can our fans follow you from?
2: Sure, uh, at Chris Robinson on Twitter. Um, uh, Instagram is at Robinson Chris Robinson, uh, and yeah, that's pretty much it for me.
0: All right. Very good. And Ray, what, uh, what else you got coming up here in the new future? I know you've been concentrating on Cornerman, but uh, you're a busy fellow. Uh, I'm sure you got more stuff coming. Uh,
1: you know what I do. It's, um, I've got, they announced not too long ago, uh, Luke Cage city on fire. Um, and, uh, that it's Hoche Anderson. Um, so I'm going to be doing issue two of that. And that's, that's, uh, uh, a three issue, uh, a mini maxi, you know, I think there's like 30 pages. So uh, per issue. Um, so that's going to be great. And then uh, I'm still doing Star Wars covers. <laughs> um, and, you know, I, I uh, was done with Afra a few months ago, uh, Dr. Aphra, uh, which was fantastic. Um, but I know that, uh, you know, Marvel and Star Wars and Lucasfilm are going to keep me around to do things that I, they can, you know, shoehorn me into when i have time <laughs> um you know uh, i'm still uh doing a bunch of stuff with marvel but that's you know that's that thing i got a, a couple things popping up that'll probably be announced in the coming months but I'm my plate is seriously full
0: well very good okay and as far as social media goes for you where can we go to follow you
1: uh you can uh, put in ra height for pretty much everything for instagram it's art of ra height
0: Excellent. All right. Well, I, th- I thank you both uh, for uh, giving me a, a little bit of your time. And we will, of course, be following Cornerman very closely. And more than likely, I'll end up having myself another book to buy. So that's generally how that <laughs> works, which my wife does. So thank you guys very much for that. Uh, but uh, I... hey, it's part of the gig. Isn't... You're
1: very welcome, <laughs> Martin. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs>
0: So like I said, so so we'll follow you close. And uh, as your new projects come out, especially if you uh, another one that comes out together, we'll be uh, maybe contacting you again, talk some more. Sounds good. Thank All you. Right. All right. Absolutely. It was have... a pleasure, Martin. Thank you so much. All right. We appreciate it very much.
1: Thank you for listening to GVN's Talking Comics. Please come back again. Talking Comics is a production of Geek Vibes Nation.